Welcome to the e-commerce badassery podcast, the place for scrappy female entrepreneurs who want to learn actionable steps and strategies to grow the traffic, sales, and profit in your e-commerce business. I'm your host, Jessica Totillo Coster, a 20-year retail veteran who spent three years as the only employee of a seven-figure online store. That shit was crazy. I know exactly how it feels to do all the things, and I'm sharing everything I learned the hard way so you don't have to. I may have started this business by accident, but supporting badass bosses like you lights me the fuck up, and I am so stoked to see you grow. Are you ready, babe? Let's roll. Welcome back to the e-commerce badassery podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Jatillo Coster. This week, we're talking to client and student turned friend, Diana Mendoza, founder of Never Alone Candles. I've been obsessed with her candles since first sniff, and it's been amazing to watch her journey since starting her business as a side hustle during the pandemic. While she's still building her business and working toward those big goals, this is now her full-time gig, though that has come with its own challenge, aka not watching so much Netflix. Who can relate? What I really love about Diana's journey and what we spent most of our time talking about today is how much resistance she had to so many things in her business, whether it was sending an email to her customer, pitching her product to a gift guide editor, or even dragging all of her shit to a local pop-up. But the things that have really made the biggest difference and the biggest strides in her business were all of the things she didn't want to do. But I'm going to let her tell you all about that. Oh, and if you are into scented candles, if you buy more than you could possibly burn like I do, you're going to want to try hers. Check the show notes for all of her links and stay to the end of this episode because we're going to talk about why you need to be on her email list and it's the perfect tactic for you to steal to grow your list too. Okay, to the episode. Hey, Diana, welcome to the show. Hi, Jessica. So happy to be here. I'm so excited to have you here. We've obviously known each other. You probably remember better than me now. And I feel like we've just been on this crazy journey while you're building your little business. And I'm super excited to chat through all of it because I think that everything you've gone through, somebody listening is going to be like, oh, yeah, me too. So just thank you so much for agreeing to come on and share your story. But before we get into all of that, can you tell the listeners just a little bit about what you do, why you do it, and why you even started this business in the first place? Hi, everyone. My name is Diana Mendoza, and I am the owner and creator of Never Alone Candles, which is a hand-poured candle business made with coconut wax and non-toxic ingredients. I started this journey in 2020, right at the beginning of the pandemic, when I had time from my media job that I had at the time. And the reason why I started the business was because in 2018, when I was re-diagnosed with breast cancer, I used candles as my modality to get through my day. And I would light a candle, put a little note underneath it, and then just hope and pray for courage. That was the start of my love and obsession with candles. And then fast forward 2020, again, when I had time, I was like, I'm going to make candles. And I told my husband, I'm going to make candles. And he's like, no. So I ordered supplies and I started to just dive into the industry, 
Facebook groups, all of it. And little by little, I started to pour and they turned out so amazing. I mean, I tell you this all the time and I have my harvest candle right next to me. They have the best scent throw of like any scented candle I've ever gotten. I'm so obsessed with them. And if you leave the top off, it fills the room. It's amazing. And there's no weird chemicals in it. It's just natural. So anyways, I decided to start this business, get a name. We're going to put it together. And it was a 6.30 a.m. after a shower type of situation. I'm like, this is what I'm going to call it. And really, the name Never Alone Candles really was born because every time I light a candle, I don't feel alone in my journey. That someone else has been through what I've been through. Someone else is currently going through what I'm going through. And someone, unfortunately, will go through the same thing. And in just in life in general, everyone has their challenges. But as a community, we know and we understand what they're going through. So that's how the name came. And it took me about six months to start the brand, create the sense. And then September 1, 2020, I launched it. And really, no one knew. I had been working really hard behind the scenes on the brand. I had already had experience with another little brand that I created two years before called Equican Skincare. And I had already made some mistakes in that brand. So I knew that I was going to do this a little bit differently. When I presented to everybody, I had a full-fledged website. I had everything. And so it was easy for people to literally that same day add the cart. Love that. Well, and I think too, when you are creating something that already is out there, people are afraid to start making candles because everybody makes candles. And I actually will always kind of tell them your story in like, well, she did it and she's doing great. At the beginning of 2020, when literally everyone was starting a business because they didn't have jobs and there's no such thing as oversaturation. The trick is you have to really stand for something and have a point of view. And you absolutely have that, which I know you've kind of struggled with a little bit. Like I do remember one of our conversations, and this is going to sound like way harsher than I mean it, but I remember literally saying to you, why can't you just be the cancer candle? That is your story. That's why you're doing it. Lean into it. It's okay to do that. And I took that really to heart. And I will say in the beginning, you know that I didn't think about the saturation of this industry at all. It didn't even cross my mind. I was like, this is what I want to do. I have a story behind it. I'm doing it for a purpose. And I think the reason why I started to question the relationship between breast cancer and this candle is because when things started to get busier and harder and visibility got a little harder, that's when I would come to you and be like, well, how do I become more visible? And that's when you said what you said. And I was like, oh my gosh. But when I tell people the story, they're like, absolutely. They're just engaged more. And that is the truth. So why not be that person? I mean, pretty much everyone is touched by someone in their life who has had cancer. My grandmother had it multiple times. I'm lucky and my mom went and got tested and doesn't have the gene, which and I guess it goes through the mom's side. So if she doesn't have it, I don't have it. But we have all known someone. And my brother, he has this saying that sticks and stones may break my bones, but cancer will probably kill me because that is just the nature 
of it at this point. It feels very common these days. And so if candles are the thing that makes you not feel alone, you are the thing that makes them not feel alone. Wow, I took that to heart in so many levels. And after that, I just started to really, especially in in in-person events when people would ask me, I was just like divulge my story. I still do it on my emails and social posts because it is my brand. That's the story behind my brand. And I'm no longer ashamed of just labeling myself. And it's just really freaking powerful. And look, not everyone has to go out there like you're not out there sharing the nitty gritty of everything you went through. But it's just that reminder that candles are more than candles. Like we talk all the time. People do not buy products. They buy solutions and emotion. And for your candles, it's to not feel alone. And also just because they smell really good. And then the other part is who I was during those moments. I was a positive person. So my brand is very positive. So every candle has a positive name associated to it. So I really look at my brand as a whole. And it's like the behind the story is breast cancer, but it's also my personality of being positive through everything in my life. I did share this year for the first time. Well, let me go back. So in 2021, in my one year anniversary, so 95% of my family friends did not know that I had a reoccurrence in 2018. So I did my brand video and I shared it through my brand video on my one-year business birthday, I wanted to share the story and how candles were the modality that really got me through. So then it just kind of brought the brand together. It's really a part of me, my positivity. It's my story. And I am in no way ashamed of any of that and sharing that. So then this year, during the first week of this month, I shared not the details, but the number of treatments, surgeries, years uh, medicine that I've had to endure in the last 18 years to kind of bring it all together and share that part as well, because that's something that I haven't really shared with a lot of people. And that really resonated a lot with the community. So I just think that you are such a good example of leaning into the thing that sets you apart and you can do it in a positive way. I always find the negative literally in everything. So I don't think I could do what you do in a positive way. That's just who I am and people love me or hate me for it. But I just think it's a really good example of so many of us think that our story, that nobody cares. They just want this thing. And it is absolutely the opposite. And we were talking even before we started recording. And of course, we're going to talk about email here today is... Your best emails are the ones where you share what's going on in your life. It is so mind boggling. I'm like, I don't want to be salesy this week. So let me just write something about myself and just an update. And my update emails are anything that I write that's from my heart. I always have a CTA in there. Those are the most engaged and most opened emails. And so that really just shows me that my subscribers, my community, they want to know about me. They want to know what I like, what I've been up to. And then, of course, that just continues the brand story and really who I am at the core, my thoughts and stuff. People love it. It's still wild to me. And it's going to forever feel that way. Everyone struggles with email. We know this. Literally the reason why e-commerce badassery exists in the first place 
So I'm here and I will continue to be here and shout the importance of email from the rooftops. But I remember at one point you really struggling to come up with content. And we talked about the story lesson offer framework, which I need to remember who I heard those words from because I remember someone else said it. And I was like, oh, that's what I do. But I didn't have like a name for it. And then you would message me. You're like, I sent an email that made money. I was like, I know. And are you still using that framework a little bit in your rotation? Yeah, I was so resistant to email. I really, really was. It was wild. And then we talked about that story lesson offer. So when I realized each candle of mine has a story, everything I create has a story. The emotion based on it, the feelings I want you to feel as a customer when you light that candle, the story of the scent, it, there's all stories. So it's like, wait a minute, tell the story of that. So I started doing those posts called story time and I would do voiceovers and people loved it because I would just do one minute clips on how the candle was actually created, the scent. And well, if you tell the story, teach a lesson about it. So my candles are about positive words. Like, well, I can take that one positive word and do a lesson around that. And then boom, the next week, then you do the offer. So that is where I started to get better at emails was you don't have to be salesy every week, but you can just talk about something that you love and then you can come at them later for a sale. And that has worked for me. When I started to actually make money off of emails, I couldn't believe it. My biggest mistake was that I did not collect emails from the beginning. That's okay. Everyone does that. You'll make up for it and it will be totally fine. But again, I'm now better at that. Amazing. I love that. The other thing I wanted to touch on is the pop-ups because you mentioned earlier that you do do a lot of pop-ups and I know that you're still doing them. And like email, you've had a lot of resistance, Diana. I think we're just going to talk about all of your resistance, how you broke through them and how amazing it was when you got to the other side. So let's talk about the pop-ups because you do a lot of them. I'm sure you've whittled down, like, you know, these are the ones that make me money. These ones don't. So you don't do those anymore. But if someone was thinking like, okay, so I'm going to do this pop-up and I have to pay to be in there and I carry all my crap there and I got to set up and break down and they don't want to, what would you say to them? Let me tell you, I did my first pop-up in 2020. In, so we were wearing the mask and I found this pop-up and there was no vendor fee. Local. I didn't know what I was doing. You should have seen how much inventory I brought. I was like, but I have no idea if people are going to show up. I'm lugging this shit. It was so hot that day. I was sweating bullets, wearing a mask. And I'll never forget because my first pop-up, I did $800. And I was like, wait, these are strangers. These are people giving me their money. And when I left that, I was like, I have a viable business. If someone's giving me their hard-earned dollars at that point, that means I have a viable business. And from there, I started to get more followers on Instagram. And then that's when Instagram was amazing. And then I would capture emails and I started to get repeat orders. But I will say that one of those first few pop-ups Someone purchased a candle for me. I still don't know who this person is, but that particular order led me to one of my biggest, biggest 
sales last year from a big, huge corporation. And had I not been there and been open to the possibility of meeting the customers, it would have never happened. And it happened to me multiple times where another connection comes in from those pop-ups and something amazing happens months later. Now, I've had great pop-ups and I've had really shitty ones. And this year, this end of the year, I have so many pop-ups. It's insane. So I really haven't cut back. This is the holiday season, so I do ramp up. But now I get invited to private ones. And those are always great because those are more intentional. But you kind of have to just do it. You got to do it. You got to learn to see if that's where your customer is at. Because not every pop-up, someone wants to buy a $26 candle. And that's okay. That's not my customer. And then you learn that area is not mine. But then you go to another area. And you're like, oh my gosh, I killed it this one. Great. Your customer base is there. And you grow within that little area. So you just have to do that. And by myself and... They're hard days sometimes. I've cried after some of the events because it wasn't worth my time, my money. Then some of them you walk away. I did a couple last weekend and they were insane. So I do feel like you just have to do it. And you had to think about it too, is if you're starting a business, you need to meet your customer in person. It's the fastest way for you to get feedback, understand what they want, know what direction to go. Like you just can't beat that feedback. And I think we've kind of gotten away from word of mouth, but the world still revolves around word of mouth. 100%. So I know someone who knows someone, oh my God, and they connect you and amazing things happen. So we have to remember that word of mouth is still extremely important in our small businesses. I just want to touch on what actually came out of that because so here is this customer who goes, buys a candle and gives it to someone. The person she gives it to is like the marketing person for a very huge business who then messages you is like, hey, do you want to create some candles for us? It's totally in the wheelhouse of what her business is about and what it stands for. So it's an amazing long-term connection for her. And it was a huge freaking sale from a revenue perspective, all because you went to a pop-up. Literally that simple. I just had another one where I went to a pop-up. It didn't make that much money. But from that particular pop-up, one customer who had bought from me comes back a week later because she knew someone who needed 100 candles. And I was like, Lisa Cake. And like, what's your lead time? Really quick. So again, from a pop-up that was mediocre in sales turned out to be incredible. I think a lot of it is You have to pay a vendor fee and they're getting more expensive. And that's okay. It is what it is. You got to lug all your shit, like you said. Some days are really long, but you just don't know the potential until you do it. And my always advice is anyone who's starting out, go meet your customer in person, go to the pop-ups, just do them, learn. You get so much data, like instant data. A hundred percent. I think as a digital marketer and someone who's been in retail for a really long time, I'm all about the numbers and the ROI and okay, you're going to put this much in, how much you're going to get out. And I do still believe that you need to evaluate things individually, but you also need to zoom out a little bit and say, I have spent X number of dollars on marketing. Doesn't matter what that marketing is, just here's how much I've put in and this is what I've gotten out of it. So maybe you made no money at that 
individual pop-up, but you got this huge deal from it. And then you got a hundred candle order from it. And that person's probably going to come back and they're going to tell their little friends who also want that. So you really do need to zoom out and say, all of this effort that I've put in, here's what I've gotten out of it. And if I'm net positive, just keep going. The other part too with pop-ups is sometimes the first time around is not great because it was the season, the weather. I typically give a pop event two to three times before I say no more. And I try them in different parts of the year. Now, I know my seasons. I know when people are buying candles. Right now, I'm in the midst of candle season when people act like they've never had a candle before in their life, which is great for me. And I don't mind being that business, by the way. And we've talked about this where I don't mind being a seasonal business. It's great. Then the beginning of the year, I get to just chill. You learn that by going to pop-ups because you see where people are at with the holidays, like Mother's Day, Valentine's Day, whatever. Obviously, I don't do any pop-ups in the summer. Very, very few, maybe one or two, because that's not really my season. So I know better. But I had to learn that, by the way, the first year when I was sweating and 100 degree weather at a pop-up in the summer. I'm like, why am I here? And hoping your candles don't melt. She's in Southern California with me, just so you guys know. It's hot. Again, you only learn that by just doing, taking the action, which is something that you and I have talked about so many times in the last year and a half, which is taking action. Because I have been very resistant on multiple things. Not because I didn't want to do the work. It was because I was already attaching some kind of expectation. And it was like, oh, is this going to be worth my time or not? That is a fair thought to have. But also, (laughs) we need to try everything at least once. And I know, too, like even with wholesale, I mean, look, you're not going to have a huge wholesale business. That's just not really what you want. But You had resistance to it. And I don't remember exactly the conversation we had. And I probably just said, get out of your own way, Diana, and see what happens. Listen, I'm still a little bit resistant on wholesale. And I think it's because there's a whole shipping thing, but really working on those details. And those are details that I have to work on behind the scenes so I can make and facilitate that process easier. But I've been getting really good wholesale order lately. And it's like, wow, this is like really good. So I'm leaning into wholesale much more for 2024. I've already made my mind on that one because they are easier sales. Once they're done, they're easy. I don't have to worry about the end part of it. That's on them. So I have been resistant, but this year it's changed my mind and I'm going to do some cool things next year with that. Here's the thing, like you get to do it your way. You get to choose who you want to sell to. You get to keep it local if you want. You don't have to go after the big guys. We've talked about that. If you were to get into some big department store, big box store, like, well, you're not going to be pouring those babies in your kitchen anymore. So there's so much that goes along with that. And ultimately, you need to build the business that you want. And I think that part of it, too, is I really do want to keep hand pouring these. You love that part. I do. I think that part is what makes it so unique, that it's really made with hand. It's really me crafting it. I have a huge melter, but it's really me hand pouring. And granted, there's some other melters that I would use that are still considered hand pour, but it's not a machine that's pouring it. I still want to keep it that way. That's what I think makes our business different. Do you find it soothing to pour? I find it soothing to watch. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes. I mean, yesterday I poured so many and so many different scents that my garage was like just one huge scent bomb. It was unbelievable, but I was pouring holiday scents and it was like magical in there. Oh, wow. So yeah, I still have a good time doing that. I really have a good time actually mixing different scents. My daughter, my 11-year-old, is the one who created my bestseller that I've had for the last two years. It was her. And I always credit for her that. So good. I love it. All of your scents are just so good. Even the, is it calm? Is that the one that's like a little bit beachy, sea salty? Yeah, that's my number one. And what's so, I think I remember telling you, like it's beachy, but not typical beachy. It's like it gives me adults only resort vibes. So good. Where you're sipping high-end tequila, you're not sipping Jose Cuervos. <laughs> I mean, I can get down with some Jose, but not me anymore. Probably lead to a very wicked hangover. Let's be serious. Yep. <laughs> so before we move on, is there anything else you have had resistance to that you ended up pushing through and saw positive things on the other side? I think I've had resistance to everything. Email, wholesale, PR, ads, joining groups. I have to say that once I joined the lounge and doing all of the work behind the scenes, I could see where all my resistance was coming in because it's a lot for a one woman show to start and looking at the numbers. And then it's making sure that your website is to par, which still I learned something this year that I had not gone through on the lounge that I had to implement and I'm already seeing results on. I cannot believe it. What thing was that? When you told me to put text on the collections page to... The SEO stuff. Yes. And I've been so resistant on SEO. And I did it. And 30 days later, I'm getting so much more traction on Google and getting orders. So there's still a lot that I have to do, but I'm less resistant. I've been doing PR this year pitching so many editors. And last year, I started the PR program that you connected us with. Didn't do much with it. Then this year, I really dove in and I learned so much about that whole process. Do I think that this was going to be the year that I was going to? Probably not. I got very, very close on a couple of them. There's still time. I know there's still time. But what I feel really good is that I did it. And I learned that world of PR and getting into gift guide. I learned it. For next year, I definitely have a little bit of a different approach and what I've learned this year and how I'm going to prepare for next year. Because a lot of it is about preparation in advance and taking the first quarter of the year to really prepare. And when we talk about that in the lounge, you're serious about it. I know, but it doesn't sink in for everyone, I don't think. And I mentioned to you last week, I thought I was really prepared for Q4. Just in general, like, oh, my inventory and then pop-ups and stuff. I thought I was prepared. And then last week I messaged you and said, I don't know nothing. I wasn't prepared. And I'm like, can we talk about Q4 like in May? I'll tell the audience exactly what I told you is my idea initially for the way we would structure the lounge is that it really is kind of guiding you through the whole year to prepare for what's coming. That's what the yearly opt-in marketing calendar is about. That's what the KPI calculator is about. That's what all of that is about. It's why we have the quarterly planning sessions. 
And I want to be talking about Q4 in June because that's when you're supposed to start. In my 20 years in corporate, that's when we start talking about it. But you small business owners, and I say this in the most sweet, loving way possible, your head's just not there and I can't get through. Because for you guys, it's summer, your kids are out, you're traveling, and I get that. So it's a balance. I really, really felt it this year more than ever than the two years before where I should have had this fully fledged out in June. Every type of ad I was going to run or any kind of campaign I was going to do exactly what my emails were going to be like for not just for like November, December. I'm talking about September, October and the rest of the year. What is the topic? And things can be flexible. And of course, you know, the hardest part of any product business is how much inventory you should have. But I should have known better because a lot of my products are the same in the sense of I use the same jars. I just change out the scents depending on something new. I mean, I do kind of have evergreen collections so I could build upon that. And I just really feel like, wow, I really missed the boat again. These are the lessons. And whatever you end up doing this year becomes the blueprint for next year. And you just layer on. But I think you had asked me, like, what is the lounge in 2024? And I think one of the things we're definitely going to do is we're going to talk about Q4 in June. And the people who are ready will come and be a part of that. And the people who aren't, aren't. All I can do is teach you guys the way, but it's really up to everyone to do the work and implement and all of that. But I do want to provide that because when you really think about all the things you could do, the PR piece, the gift guides, you need to be thinking of that shit in June. You just do. The PR thing, I mean, it's even before that. Thankfully, I was prepared for that part and doing photography and things like that. But there was so much more I could have done in June to prepare for now and not feel so rushed. And then you're buying supplies at costs that you shouldn't be buying those supplies at, preparing for like shipping boxes, by the way, talking to your wholesalers, in fact, yesterday I delivered an order and I said, I want to sit down with you in January and I want to plan out the year. What should we do together this year? What are you thinking? Here's what I'm thinking. And let's make a plan. And she was so open to that because we have a couple of collabs we want to do. But that's the way it should be January, February when things are a little slower. It's OK. How are we going to elevate this year from last year? And of course, that ties into your yearly ops that we do in the lounge, which is so eye-opening. And I've told you, when I did my first yearly ops and I did that KPI calculator, I was dumbfounded that all I had to do was tweak some things, takes work, and I could be at the level I want to be at. And it's amazing. Or you can move this here to get this result. Very eye-opening. And I think this coming year, I've got to work with the yearly ops better in order to get to where I want to get to by Q4. Part of what I want to do as the facilitator of this whole thing is how else can I make sure that that is getting implemented? Look, there is a, you guys are all adults, right? Like I can't babysit you and hold your hand, but I do want to make sure I'm giving you the opportunity to take advantage of those tools. And I think another really important thing that you had said recently, you hadn't been on our calls in a while and you're like, I'm busy. And if you guys could see the video, like I'm doing air quotes here, 
whether someone is in the lounge or in any program or working with any educator, you've got to take advantage of the tools that are there for you and the resources that are being provided. Our Q1 quarterly planning we do in January. It's a little bit behind. Typical retail companies are on a February through January fiscal calendar. Most small businesses are on a yearly calendar, so it's a little bit different. But that time, that quarterly planning, you should not be anywhere but with us, Diana. Just letting you know. I am actually putting it in my calendar now for 2024. Those hours cannot be missed to be in the community, to listen to other small businesses and see what they're doing, what their struggles are where I could be of service, my questions that I have, and no question is ever done in our group, in the lounge, because we learn from it. We've all been in certain situations. And I was on that call just, what, two weeks ago, whenever it was. And I was like, howdy, Kathy, because I wanted to talk about email, which I never thought I would want to talk about that kind of stuff. I really missed being live in the sessions. And so I am making that a promise to myself and to you that I will be there as much as I can, because that's when you learn a lot. There's so much that comes out of those moments. There are actually memberships that I am a part of where they provide specific type of content and then they have a community and they have calls. I haven't even joined the community. I'm not even in it. And I've never gone to one of their calls. Part of it is because I don't have the bandwidth to implement Right now, even though I've been paying for this thing for like a year, so just guys, so you know, like I do the same thing, but we don't take advantage of what's right there in front of us. And that is where the magic happens. I don't know what that is. Is that just like a human problem? Is it a, gosh, maybe we feel like if we're not busy behind our computer or creating a social post or something like that it's not working, but you get so much more value out of that stuff. You do. And you get community. I talked to one of the lounge members yesterday that we connected from that call a couple of weeks ago. And she wanted to ask me some questions. I got to ask her some questions. So it was like the call ended up being for me as well. It wasn't just, oh, let me just give you my opinion or my expertise on pop-ups. And I think that's where we miss these opportunities thinking We don't have any questions or we're not going to learn something from it. But it truly is where you learn. And also you get ideas. And our community, the lounge is so amazing. Everyone that's in there is so resourceful. So many smart people and you can learn from them. And also too, like just in general, like all of the information that's in within the lounge, by the way, I still have not finished, obviously, the SEO part. Going back to some of that and maybe even going back to some of the older videos that you think you completed but there's maybe something new that you need to do to better your e-commerce business. Definitely, that's January. And we always say, oh, in January, I'm going to do that. But we do need to use the time January to do some of these tweaks and build out our year. It's so important. And the balance to that is you can't beat yourself up about it because you're only human. You have lives, you have partners, you have children. You have Netflix. Lots of Netflix. At the end of the day, when you focus, when you do the work, the magic happens. But you've got to just focus and do the work. It literally is that simple. All about taking the inspired action. And you said something earlier, too, that really resonates with me is trying it once, trying it a couple of times. 
it may not be where you want the business to go, but then you get, you don't know if it's going to work. So you have to try it. I really do believe every aspect of the e-commerce world, I think you should tap into it and see if that's where you have some enjoyment and you have some success. I've been having this conversation about social media now because just social media this year has been such trash. If you don't love it, if you don't find joy in it, go do something else that's going to bring you better results and that you enjoy more. Who cares? It's so hard to let go of. Or find the platform that you really love and go all in on that one. Totally. If it's Pinterest and you get results from that, go all in. If it's TikTok or if it's Instagram, you go all in on those and you have to find joy. Look at some of the pop-ups. Sometimes they're so amazing just based on the fact that the people that I'm around, the other small business owners that are around, the other vendors that are there that just inspire me as well. And that we're all in this together. So we have such a good time. And sometimes it may not be the greatest sales day, but I'm like, I had a good day. So fun to be around my new friend. I met all these new people. And then that new person might tell this person and tell person. And then it just goes back to that networking, which is the same thing in the lounge, by the way. It's about networking as well. And we're actually, nothing is concrete yet because I did run into this one very big red flag that I reached out to the platform support. And I'm like, please tell me you're fixing this. But the platform that I want to move to actually has a way to like automatically and randomly match you guys together for connection, which I think is so powerful because like nobody wants to make the first move. So this piece of technology would do it for you. So that's definitely on my radar for next year as well. I just think it's so important. And look, I love working from home in my pajamas. Same. I really do. I am in my pajamas right now as we record this. So I absolutely love all of that. But It's lonely behind your computer. And that's why I loved when I got back to the community a couple weeks ago. I was like, oh, I kind of missed this. I did. But you know, the other part too I wanted to say is what you and Nicole bring to the lounge is expertise. And this is what you're doing every day. You're finding out other ways for us to grow so that we don't have to go do this. For example, this podcast. And if you're a new listener, please go back to all her podcasts. Thank you. But make sure... You don't do them from the car because I can promise you right now that you will need to have a notepad because e-commerce badassery podcast is the most actionable podcast I've ever listened to where you can implement something into your business from every single episode that you've ever put out there. Because I've listened to a lot, but it's because it's so freaking actionable. Like there's no excuse. Have you finished Netflix yet? I did. We cut that off. I am not allowed until December 23rd. Love it. Except for the fact that Alexander, my oldest daughter, said to me, the crown is about to drop the last season. We'll see what happens. But that's my distraction. But again, it's like what you bring out is actionable. So I have to remember what you're doing behind the scenes. You're doing some of the work that I don't have to do because you're bringing it to me. Now you just got to implement it. That's always been the goal. So thank you so much for all those kind words. Oh my gosh, this podcast, it's the greatest thing I think I've ever done in my business. And one of those things where I'm like, man, I should have just started this sooner. And I really just started it because I needed a more long form way 
Instagram only had so many characters. And I was like, I need more space to say what I'm trying to say. And this is just really great because I don't have to be on camera and I can just record whenever inspiration strikes. And I love this medium. It's amazing. And it has taught me to love my voice because I think my voice is so nasally and I hate it. I always have. But now I'm over it. And then I get feedback like that from people like you. And it's amazing. And I love it. Thank you. A couple of questions before we go is knowing what you know now, is there anything you would have done differently in your business? One thing that I would not change is the fact that I'm so happy that I did not pay attention to how saturated this industry is. I was like deer to headlights, didn't care, didn't matter. I was like, no. So I'm really happy that that's how I started the business with Jess. I'm doing this because I'm doing this. Because if I would have sat there and looked at the numbers and see how many people doing candle, I would have backtracked. I wouldn't be where I am right now. So I would never change that part. What I would change, to be quite honest with you, is just going for it all. Just doing it. Collecting emails from the beginning. Sending the emails out even though I didn't know how to do them right. Doing the PR. Doing the wholesale. Having the courage to do it. And I crack myself up sometimes. I'm like, I have courage to do really hard things in my life. And this is just a business, you guys. Send the damn email, put the damn post out there and go pitch to another wholesaler, go pitch to another editor. Just do it and see what happens. See what resonates, see what works, what makes you happy. I think I just would change that. Why didn't I just do it earlier? And out of everything we've talked about today, if the listeners only walk away with one thing, one message. What would you want that to be? Emails. Send the damn email. Honestly, it's changing the trajectory of my business, especially when I'm not at pop-ups and sales are coming in just by sending out an email. I feel like I've gone in and I'm going to go really full force next year with different campaigns and things like that. I think just send email. There is so much potential for email. And also that is your data. That is your leads. Your social media goes, you got nothing. And I'm not saying don't do social media. I'm saying just do the emails. By the way, tell the story behind your brand. Why did you really want to do it? If you did it because you know what? You needed to make extra money. Then tell the story of how in a moment in your life, you were financially in a situation and you wanted to have a side hustle. Tell the story because we could all relate. 100%. So tell the story behind your brand. We don't just do this just to do this. Of course. And people know that and people resonate with that and people are inspired by you. Some people are going to hate your story and that's okay too. Who cares? But then there's going to be lots of others who are going to love it and then in turn love your product. So I would say send so many emails, tell your story. I think we all want to know and it's not boring and we're going to all love you for that, that you actually had the courage to just come out and say what you wanted to say behind your brand. And it is those emails that I get the most replies the most messages on it. Oh my God, love that. Oh, this inspired me of a story that I could write to my people. Those are the ones that people connect with the most. And they can be short and sweet. I'm a little bit of a wordsy kind of a girl. 
but they can be super short and sweet. I've learned so much from like your emails. Sometimes you send these really short emails and they're just like, link here, link here. Oh my God, I've read this article that she happened to have found and it resonates with my business. Had you not sent that email, I wouldn't have learned that or dug into that. And so you being afraid to say something, we just got to say it. Just got to do it. Last question for you is for someone who's listening and thinking, is the lounge for me? Should I join the lounge? What would you say to them? You should do it 1000%. You guys, I love the lounge and not because I love Jessica so much because I do. It's because it had been the most actionable membership I have joined and I have joined a few others, some very, very expensive ones that I'm no longer a part of. But this group, the resources that are available to you as an e-commerce brand is unparalleled to anything else I've seen. And from the day one, you will be able to implement changes immediately to your Shopify store, your email campaigns, whatever it is that you need help with. And if something is not there, type it into the group and Jessica will have an answer for you. Pretty much. I mean, Nicole and I are in there every day answering questions. Every day. And if you need ad work, Nicole is right there to respond back to you on that stuff. And by the way, you're not just getting videos. No, you get live meetings. There's recordings. There's a community in there. It's a little bit of everything. So if you are kind of a shy person, it's okay because you can still participate on so many levels. And if you're outgoing, you go to the meetings and you just listen, you can talk. And I'm telling you, hands down, the best membership for e-commerce brand owners. This is where you have to be. Thank you. You're the best. You had, especially that big order last year, right? That took up a lot of your business life. And one of the things that we talk about in the lounge on that yearly ops and marketing calendar is you have three, maybe five max big things that you are working on all year. And that's it. And I think that is the one thing last year, obviously with that order, my year was set. This year, I wish I would have taken that advice because I had so many big things I wanted to do. And in retrospect, it's like, why didn't I just pick one or two actually? And balls to the walls on those top two things, I think my Q4 wouldn't feel as rushed. And I don't feel bad on the things I didn't do or did do or none of that stuff. I don't. By the way, tomorrow you can change your business. You don't even have to wait till January or you can change something tomorrow. I'm telling you, I implemented SEO and collections page in September and I started seeing results within 30 days. So you can make changes throughout the year. What I'm just saying, I agree with you with in the yearly ops meetings, when you're looking at your whole year in the beginning of a new year, picking one or two things that you just want to go full-fledged on. That is probably the best advice. And then everything else, if you have time for it, great, you get to do it. If not, it could be for a later date. And it's so hard to do that, but the focus is what will bring you the biggest success, the biggest jump from where you are now to where you want to go. One last thing I would say about the lounge is I could not be where I am right now in my brand without you, Nicole, and the lounge. My e-commerce online sales would not be where they are unless I had you all. 
You're so welcome. We love having you. We love just, I know this year you've watched a lot of Netflix, but you have also taken a lot of action and really put yourself out there and all the things that you were resisting that you just fucking did anyway. So I think maybe your body was like, I think I'm done climbing mountains this year and I need to rest. And that's okay. I'm pumped up for next year. And anything that seems really hard, there's people like you, Nicole, that I could come to and people in the group that I can say, hey, I really want to implement this year. How do I start this? How do I even do this? And there's someone has an answer for you. Someone has an answer for you. So whether that is more SEO or switching from your current email platform to Klaviyo, which everyone should be in Klaviyo now, <laughs> that for sure, that is where the lounge comes into play. If you have a big task, you're going to find the resources or you'll find it for us if you don't currently have it at the moment. And this year has been a little bit a year of, I've done some cool things, but I've also watched a shit ton of TV. But you know what? I'm ending off the year doing so many events and pop-ups. And it's your business and you get to do it your way. So there's that. Last thing, please tell everyone where they can find you. Also, why they need to be on your email list, because I know that you do some secret things. This is a really good way to get people on your email list, by the way. Take note. Yeah, take note. So you can find me at neveralonecandles.com on Instagram at neverlonecandles. And you should come onto my website, sign up for my emails because I do secret sales throughout the year only for my email subscribers. And they are the best sales that I do. And they're randomly. So if you're listening right now, go onto my website, neverlonecandles.com, sign up because it's a secret sale coming up real soon. Amazing. And guys, they all smell delicious. If you have any questions about her scents, let me know. I love them all. All the manly ones. I like manly scents. What can I say? And holiday ones. Thank you, Diana, so, so much for being here today. Thank you guys for listening and hanging out with us. I hope if nothing else, this just gives you the little kick in the pants you need to go do the thing that you have been hesitating on doing. I hope you have a kick-ass rest of your day and I'll see you on the flip side, friend. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you're looking to surround yourself with more product entrepreneurs who totally get your life right now, get your booty on over to the e-commerce badassery Facebook group. Can't wait to see you there. Until next time, e-commerce friends, stay badass.